Amen. Amen. Isn't God good? Isn't God good? I mean, you know, really, it's not like, like my friend Glenn said, he's better than that. You know, he's good, but he's even better than that. He's an awesome, awesome God who has awesome, awesome plans for your future, for your life. He's, he's going to do things for you that are going to blow your mind. Come on. It's okay. If you're a non-believer today, it's okay. It's just nice to finally know that. Uh, but if, if you're a believer today, you might want to see, you know, because the Bible teaches us how to live our life. And, 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 and you know, I know you think that saying amen is something that, can, that, you know, some Pentecostal church came up with. But no, no, this is like God's thing. You get into agreement with God. You know, so be it, man. Let, let it be done unto me. According to your word. According to your word, Lord. According to your word. And, and you know, we got to be people of the word, but, but there's a good side of that. You know, we act like it's all, all, you know, like some burden what we carry. No, there's a great side of that. Because all the promises of God are yes and amen to him who believes. And to him who believes. And, and the believer just isn't all that intimidated. <laughs> I got one come on and a, and a weak amen back there. I said, I said that a believer is not intimidated. Now, you, you, don't, you, you can relax a little bit. Well, I, I, I don't think, I think, you know, at church, this is just kind of freaking me out. I, I just think the church should be, you know, well, religious. Well, we don't. And, uh, uh, you know, it's going to blow some people's mind when they go to heaven. Because heaven's not going to be all, you know, long robes and stained glass and really quiet. The Bible says, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty, and he is rejoicing over you with singing. And the, and the word rejoice there means he's spinning around in circles, jumping up and down, making loud, clamorous noises. He's celebrating. He's celebrating. You can celebrate today. I said you can celebrate today. Go ahead. Come on. Let's celebrate today. Thank you, God. Well, yeah, but that's not really my personality. Are you kidding me? We've seen you at a Seahawk game. You know, we, we, we've seen you, you know, when you're, when you're watching cage fighting. You know, you, you know you're, you're all into that. Uh, well, well, yeah, but here, you know, no, you're just intimidated. See, you're thinking, you're thinking about people's reaction to you. When, when, uh, so in other words, you're thinking about you, so you worship you. Right, because the word worship means to rivet your eyes or attention on someone or something, to sit at one's feet, even as a dog sits at his master's feet, licking his master's hand. You know, your mind is, your mind is filled with you, and so the first thing you got to do to really experience some breakthrough is take you and put you aside and, and to begin to focus on God and to do what God wants you to do. See, and, and, and uh, trust me, I don't want to spend a whole bunch of time here in this, and I'm not trying to make you feel bad, I'm just trying to bring revelation, right? Just trying to bring revelation, but uh, uh, the Bible says, shout unto God with a voice of triumph, clap your hands, all you people, uh, the, out of the mouth of babes and, sucklings, uh, uh, babes and sucklings, you have ordained strength to silence the enemy, it's called perfected praise. There's scripture after scripture after scripture where, where God, God likes it when you get loud for him. Well, yeah, but see, I, I, I do that when I'm alone. You're a liar. You, you know, uh, but by yourself, that, well, that's nice, but it, it's the corporate body that when we come together and when we begin to praise the name of Jesus, man, it changes the atmosphere. And, 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 and there's, there's a breakthrough there for you. The, you know, the, when you just open up a little bit and just start giving God, you know, it, if it was your day, if it was your moment, if it was somebody's really going to do something cool for you, and and, and, uh, and you know, and they brought you Brussels sprouts, 
Unless they're roasted. Those are good, you know, roasted. I'm trying to think of something that's nasty. Tofu. I've, I've had some good tofu, but we had tofu one time. Uh, let me tell you about the first time we had tofu. We went to a barbecue on the river in Roseburg, Oregon, and there was this kook that brought us. Uh, Shelby looked at me. They're not listening. And it's okay. They probably, that's a step up from what they really are. They were nuts. A nut job. Is that better? Had a nut job. She, that was at the, and they had barbecued tofu. They literally laid out strips of stuff on a barbecue and then came up and made me eat it. And I'm telling you, it was not fun, okay? And so from that experience, let me just say, you know, like, like if you were going to, we really want to bless Tom, so you bring me barbecued tofu. And, uh, you know, and I'm not even polite enough to say thanks. I'm just like, oh, crap. You know, and, and some of us, okay, we're coming into his presence. You kind of want to bring him what he wants, you know, it'd kind of be cool to, like, do something he likes. Look, look at somebody close and say, get over yourself. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's a free message before the real message. Um, one of the things that we've been talking about in our series of getting dressed up is, is and, and we're just coming from this mindset that when, when you're headed to something important, you know, when it, you know, it, it's a, uh, you, you're going to go to someone's wedding or, or, or you got a special date lined up or, or uh, you know, it's, it's a big event. Normally what you do is to prepare is you get dressed up. You know, there, there, are, there are moments in life that you just get dressed up for. I mean, uh, you know, if it's a tofu barbecue, you can dress down as far as you can go. But, but, if, but if you're going to something awesome, you dress up. And, 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 and into the future that God's calling you and leading you, you, you know, we want, we want you to dress up. We want you to prepare, right? And, and put on Christ. You know, take off that old stuff and, 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 and lay that aside and, and, and put on the, the, the new man that God has for you. And put on the put on the spirit of praise and take off the garment of heaviness and and, and you know get ready for what God's got for you. And, and but but as you're getting ready, you know obviously you, you kind of got to wake up, you kind of got to get out of bed, you kind of got to get started. But there there are some priorities, you know. And today we're going to talk for just a minute about priority one. You know, priority one, the very first thing that we need to be thinking about in, in our life and in our journey. And most of us most of us have tried, and and we're doing an, we're doing a good job. You know, we're making an effort. But uh, how many of you have found out that not only is Jesus compelling, he's also confounding. You know, cause he he compels us to him because. We know we need him. I'm going to tell you something. I know I need Jesus. But then a lot of times, you, 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 you know, it's hard to wrap yourself around the, the, uh, uh, the instruction, the wisdom, the guidance that God, you know, so in other words, he, he confounds us, you know, and, he, and, and uh, we, we, we know we need him, but when we connect to him, we don't actually think he's what we needed. You know, I thought I needed, see, you, you think you know what you need. I, I, I need more money, or I need, I, I need a new house, or I, I need better uh, uh, work environment, or I, I need, you know what you need, but God, God actually knows what you need. You know, and, and when we were singing and worshiping God today, and, and, and you know, uh, uh, we, we need your presence, Lord. We need your presence. You know, I, I need you to, to come fill this space. And it's so amazing because on a Sunday morning, on a Sunday morning, it just seems so easy to, to, to get into the presence of God. And, 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 and you know, and we're singing words that, that, that we forgot to say all week. Hello? You know, I mean, and it's cool because they're on the screen. It's like all I got to do is read it. And it's right there. And yeah, that's what I want to tell him. 
You know, the, the, that's what I want to say to him. And, and, and so we get these words that in, in, in this environment, we get the words that we forgot to say. We start feeling emotions that we've forgotten to feel all week. We get elevated to a place that we forgot to live. You know, and, and because life has gotten, I don't know about you guys, but life is a little crazy right now. You know, and, and, uh, you know, and it's on. I mean, there's things coming in all directions and there's stuff happening and it's like, okay. And, and, and I want, you know, there's a really, really, really famous scripture, uh, Matthew six thirty three. most of us can quote it, but it says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Seek first, and, and you know, how many of you like me have, have said, man, I, that's what I'm going to do. That's how I'm going to live my life. I'm putting God from now on. It's God first. It's God first, man. Every day, every day of my life, I'm putting God first. I'm going to tell you something. The first thing, you know, man, I wish I was more like righteous than, than I am. I, I, I guess I'm kind of carnal because the first thing that I think of when I'm, when I'm just, I mean, I'm not even totally awake yet and I'm not, I, what's coming out of my mouth is not praise Jesus. It's coffee. <laughs> you, you, you know, and it's like, okay, so I'm putting him first right after coffee. Okay, it, it, I, I give a bunch of my friends a bad time, and if you wonder why we, you know, you know, uh, we, we fast the beginning of the year as a, as a, as a congregation, we fast together uh, the beginning of every year, and we start off on January 1st, and I have friends that pastor churches, and they, they'll start, well, it just depends on what day of the week it is, they, they usually go that Sunday, so it could actually be the 7th or the 3rd, and I'm like, oh, so you put God first on the 3rd, and I, I always harass them. You know, because that's what I do. And, you know, and I want to put God first, but sometimes, sometimes, you know, it seems simple, doesn't it? I mean, God, God just, he should be able to just say what he wants and we give it to him. I, I don't know how many times Shelby and I went through growing kids God's way, trying to figure out how to teach our kids first time re- obedience. You know, because, you know, we want to raise our children in that way, first-time obedience. You know, delayed obedience is disobedience. Partial obedience, disobedience. We, want to, we wanted to train our kids first-time obedience. And you're all looking at me like you already know it. It wasn't super effective in a lot of cases. You know, that we, we had some major breakthroughs. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, men of God. Hallelujah. But there were moments that that was not what we were getting. And, uh, uh you know, I want to live a life with God, first time obedience, but it's, I mean, I might as well just tell you the truth. It ain't always that way. You know, I want it. I want it, but it doesn't just happen. And, 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 you know, it, why, why couldn't he have said, you know, seek me on the weekend, Sundays, you know, Saturday night, seek me. And, 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 and just get after it on Sunday morning, seek me. And the rest of the week, just survive. You, you know, just do what you got to do and then come back in. And, and, you know, that would have been easy. This is kind of difficult because here's the deal is that out of, out, out, you know, if we don't know the context of what he's talking about, it sounds simple, but it's impossible because we've got life. You know, I don't know about you, but we got life, you know, and we got to eat and we got, we, you know, we need to, we need clothes and, and we got business and we got, uh, you know, and, and we got family. Bless their hearts. You know, we got, we, 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 we got boyfriends and girlfriends and girls that don't even know that they are your girlfriend and you, you got, you got husbands and 
wives and kids, and some of you ladies have husbands that they are your kid. You got, you got bosses that, you, that, that don't deserve your respect, but you got to give it to them because they're signing the check. Huh? You, you got a job that you hate. You used to have a job you loved. Weird thing is, same job. You, you know, you, you, got, you got all this stuff coming at you. And, you know, and, and then a statement like, seek first. Okay, seek first. And, and it, can be, it, can almost be, it can almost bring condemnation, but that's not his point. And, and I mean, and, and he not only tells you what to do, but he even says why. He says, you know, if you seek me first and, and my kingdom, my righteousness, uh, all these things, you know, he's going he's gonna to add th- the stuff to your life. But every day, see, we, it's almost like a subconscious decision that we make. And we make the decision to worry about stuff that we can't do anything about. Because it's life. And we start, we start worrying about stuff that we can't do anything about. And the stuff that we could do something about lays almost dormant because we're so busy worrying about the stuff that we can't do anything about. See, I find myself doing things that I swore to God I'd never do. And the things that I boldly confess I was going to do have remained undone. And the things that I could do something about isn't getting done because I'm spending all my time worrying about stuff I can't do anything about until the stuff that I could do something about changes categories into the, now it's now in the category of things I couldn't do anything about. Because when I had the opportunity, I didn't deal with it. I, I, I was too busy worrying about stuff I couldn't do anything about. So, and that really worries me. Because there's more and more stuff that's piling up over there on, that, on the wrong side. And, and see, when you put this in context, if you go back to verse 25, he, he says, I'm telling you, do not worry about your life. And, and really, we're talking about God. He, he could have just put a period there. Do not worry about your life. Period. Okay. Now, let's go. Let's not worry. But every single one of us make the decision to worry every day. And he's saying, hey, I don't, I don't want you worrying about your life and, and, and what you're going to eat and what you're going to drink. Why did he say this stuff? Because if all he said was, don't worry about life, you would say, God, you don't understand my life. And I'm here today to tell you that God understands your life. And he knows where you are, and he knows where you're headed, and he knows what you're going through, and he hasn't left you or forsaken you. He hasn't given up, caved in, he hasn't quit, he hasn't moved on, he hasn't looked at you and said, you're a factory defect, I don't like you anymore. He's still carrying you, he's still loving you, he's still blessing you, he's still positioning you, he's still calling you. But he says, man, there's a better way to live. See, there's this priority. I love the word priority. It has the word prior in it. The word prior means a decision made before the moment. So that when you get into the moment, that decision's already made. It's something that's happened before life got crazy, before life got crazy, before it got hectic. And it's about focus. And he's talking to us about our focus. And he's saying, man, I don't want you. See, it's the wrong life to live worried about your life and what you're going to eat. He knows, he knows that you need food. What, what you're going to drink, what, about your body, what you're going to wear. And he asks the question, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? And the answer is yes. And, and verse 26 says, uh, uh, look at the birds. Look at the birds of the air. They don't, they don't sow or reap or store away. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. He didn't say, hey, because they are trusting God, they no longer need to eat. They still need to eat, but he just feeds them. He just feeds them. He takes care of the birds. I, I love the fact that he throws the birds in here. Because it's, it's crazy to think that a bird could live with more intention than you could. 
you know, think about it for just a minute. A, a bird could have more faith in God than I do. You know, because he, he ain't sowing, he ain't reaping, he ain't storing. Yet, somehow, but here, here's the real root of the problem. You know that their value doesn't match yours. See, you, you think you're worried about life. You think you're worried about food. You think you're worried about clothing. You think you're worried about business. You think, no, he's saying, understand the root. You need to understand your value. You need to see your value to God, that God values you. That, 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 that you, are, you are important to God. And that you really can trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge Him. He really will guide you and direct you and lead you. He'll bring things. He said, hey man, I'll bring it to you. But we get so busy trying to get the stuff that God wants to bring us. And it's actually, it's actually a demonstration of our lack of ability to trust Him. See, we're not trusting Him to bring it. We're going to go get it. And we take the position that should belong to God. Hello? We, 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 try, we try to pull things into our life that God promised to bring. And, and we end up acting kind of like, you know, well, we, we, we act like a real immature child that, that doesn't have the ability to wait because, you know, mom said, dad said, but so I'm going to do it. No, he said, I'm going to take care of you. I've got your back. But you gotta, you gotta trust me. And we, we create a lot of issues for ourselves because things that he would have brought us, we went out and got it. And when, well, when you guide, I guess you have to provide. Instead of allowing him to just bring it to us. Why? Well, because you, you don't realize how valuable you are to God. Man, you gotta see your value. You gotta understand that. I don't, uh, you know, I, I know that there's moments in life that, you, man, don't you, you don't have to respond to this. We just think with me. Let's just be honest for a minute. There are moments in life when, man, it just, you can feel like such a loser. Feel like such a misfit. Man, hey, I've been in church my whole life and I can't even get a day right. I can't even make it, you know, 24. I'm gonna slide over into that stupid stuff again. Here I go. And, and I'm so worthless. Not in the eyes of God, you're not. God values you. I said, God values you. Look at verse 27. He said, uh, uh, can, can any one of you by worrying add an hour to your life? The answer is no, but you, we can sure rob ourselves of a lot of time. See, this worrying thing ain't going to add anything to your life. Well, I know it. Well, Yet we still do it, don't we? We find ourselves there. We find ourselves engulfed in worry. And, and, and verse 28, he says, and why do you worry about your clothes? Why, why do you worry about that? Look at the flowers of the field. They don't, they, they don't labor. They don't spin. Yet, in verse 29, yet, I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor Solomon, he's like the, at the pinnacle of human existence. He, 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 he's had more wealth than anybody, more wisdom than anybody, more opportunity than anybody. He has, he has more fame, more power, more prestige. And yet he learned even with all of that, it, it, it didn't stop him from worrying about life. He said, it's the, it's the wrong way. It's the wrong way to live life. It's the wrong way. Look at verse 30. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown in a fire tomorrow, will he not much more, much more clothe you? 
Man, he's going to take care of you. He's, 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 he's got your back. He's got your back. Look at 31. So do not worry. What am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What are we going to wear? How are we going to make it through? Do not worry. Just trust him. 32. The pagans, man, they run after these things. The pagans. Well, why do you bring out the pagans? Well, because the pagans were a people that represented a lifestyle based on the belief that there is no God in existence. They live like God doesn't exist. And this is how they live. Focused on things they can't do anything about. This is how they live. Worried about what's coming. This is how they live. Now, now you're starting to live. He's, he's talking to people who know God, who know the power of God, who know the love of God, who know the presence of God, who know, who know the, 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 the heart of God, who know the plan of God, who know the word of God. Sounds like he might even be talking to us because we know God. We know his word. We know his presence. We know his power. We know his ability. But you're living like people who act as if God don't even exist. See, look what the enemy's doing when, when, he, when he pushes you into a place of worry. You're actually, you're actually uh, you know, finding out that, that, man, you're living like somebody who doesn't even believe God's around. And he's like, you can't, you're not going to collide with destiny living that way. Haven't, haven't, haven't you ever felt like, man, everything, everything that you held to, everything you cling to, you went into one, one different environment, and all of a sudden it just disappeared? The Alka-Seltzer believer. Drop him into any environment, and he fizzes until he's invisible. Can't even see it anymore. And we've all been in that spot. Why? Because we let the, we let the circumstance rob us of who we are, what we stand on, what we believe in. And maybe, maybe it'll help this way. Uh, how many are excited about football season? Bunch of liars in here. I'm telling you, I got four honest people in a room full of liars, and we're having an altar call for liars in just a minute. And bless God, you better be down here. People get all pumped up. See, uh, here's the deal. Shelby and I, if there's a sport that we watch, it's football. You know, love to watch football. Now, we don't actually, well, what we do is we sleep to football. <laughs> we put a game on, and we're both like, okay, it's awesome. And, and, and it's fast. And honestly, I don't care who wins, and I don't care who loses, unless I know that you care. And then I'm not rooting for your team. No way. Because that, that's just not who I am. I want to I I root for the opponent, right? And get excited about watching you sweat. Because here's the deal for me, is that win, loss, title, champion, no matter what's ever happened in that arena, none of it has ever impacted my life. Not for the better, not for the worse. You know, and so I don't really care. But I do find it interesting. You know, and, and sometimes it's, kind of, it's just kind of weird to think that there's some dude that's making $20 million a year to catch a football. They're paying that guy $20 million a year to catch a ball. 
And then you all sit here and say, yeah, we don't care. Yeah, give us a couple more weeks. He, this guy, think about it. This guy, uh, you know, he's, he's like a human specimen. He is in pretty good condition. He has spent hours and hours and hours and years preparing for these moments. He is, he's in shape. He's, he's qualified. He's gifted. He's got talent. And, you know, and it can be five degrees outside and the wind can be blowing and, and, and he's got a, a, you know, a cat breathing down the back of his neck and he knows that the minute that that ball touches his hand, that dude's touching his body and he can still catch the ball and hold it in, his, in that big old giant hand like, a, like he's holding a baby or something. And, and he'll hit the ground and roll, roll you know, 15 yards with two or three guys on him and jump up and have the ball. And, and it's pretty impressive. And I'm going to tell you something. I, okay, you know, the amount of the money just seems weird to me, but uh, uh, it's 20 million bucks, but I get it because I can't do that. Can't, I, I can't do that. The one that freaks me out is the guy that gets paid $20 million a year and he keeps dropping the balls. You know, and you hear the commentator say, well, that was an unusual drop. Well, it ought to be. It's unusual to get paid $20 million a year. And I, I can do that. I can, I can drop the pass. I can do that for $10 million. Okay? I will drop any pass you throw my way for $10 million. Put, sign me up. You know, uh, uh, well, why, why, does he, why does he drop the ball? I'll tell you why he drops the ball. Because somewhere he's got just as much skill, just as much talent, just as much, you know, he's just the specimen the other guy is. He's got, he got big old hands and, and he's proven himself, but yet he, he, he in his past was hit in, incredibly hard, the, the, you know, and he caught the ball and, and he was hit hard and the ball was jarred out of his hand. And, and he knows that when he goes for the ball, the defender's coming for him. He knows that when he catches the ball, the defender's going to hit him hard, maybe two of them. And he knows, and so his mind goes to the future, thinking about what's coming. And he's so drawn by worrying about what's happening that he misses the opportunity in his current moment. See, this is what the enemy's wanting to do to you, is get you so Focus on what's coming that you, and you can't do nothing about it. He wants you to, he wants you to be so focused on, on what's going to happen, you know, ahead of you that you miss the opportunity that you're standing in. He's, he's done it to all of us and he's doing it to some of you right now. And I'm telling you that the guy that drops the ball, he's still getting paid $20 million. He don't jump up and act like it doesn't matter. Oh, he might on the outside. Let me tell you what's going on on the inside. They're cutting me. They're losing me. I, I ain't worth this. And he begins to see his value diminish. Because, because his defender didn't just rob him of a catch. His defender robbed him of his preparation. His defender robbed him of his skill, of his talent. In just a moment, the defender wiped him out, bankrupt him. And that's what the enemy has done to some of you guys. Because, because you, you know, you, you, you took a hit. Well, let me tell you something about life. It comes with hits. There's going to be moments that you don't understand. And you're going you're to wish you could understand it. The Bible tells us don't walk in your own understanding. But yet here we are, once again, trying to, under, we got to understand everything. If you can understand it, it probably isn't big enough, large enough, strong enough, powerful enough 
God wants to lead you with, with, with supernatural you know, input and influence. You're not going to understand it all. There are things in life that do not make sense. But we're not on our own. We need to be connected to God. He is, like I said, man, during worship, that's easy. Because there's those words, man. There's that emotion. I feel elevated. What, but when the music stops, you know, and, and like you wake up and it's Tuesday, and you're on your own, and you forgot to hire Becca to come sing you through the week, and, 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 you're, and you're on your own, what do you do? He's telling you. Keep your priorities right. See, anytime you're worried, it's, it's, a, it's a sign, it's an indicator that your priorities are out of alignment. Well, what? I'm not even supposed to think about it. No, there's a difference between preparation and worry. See, you're going to prepare for the future, but you're not going to worry. Why? Well, because you don't have to worry because God's got my back. Man, God has a plan for my life. And, 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 and most, of the stuff, most of the stuff I have to worry about is the stuff that I did. I created that. You know, that's, that's a junior. It's got my name on it. It's got my eyes. It's got my ear. I created that mess, but God can't even help you with that. But it won't help you worrying. That's how pagans live. That's how people live who don't know God. And then, of course, verse 33, you know, seek his kingdom. His influence, his authority. Not in heaven, man, his kingdom's, you know, man, we're not talking about the kingdom, you know, like up in heaven. See, his kingdom is on earth. His, the kingdom of God is within you. And it's his authority, his ability to rule, his ability to reign. And what the enemy wants you to do is, is, is to think that, man, God don't even value me anymore. He's moved away. No, he ain't moved away. He's redeemed you. He's called you by your name. You're his. And his kingdom is, is on the inside, but you got to let it rule. And, and his way of doing, his way of being right, you got you to seek it. You, know, you don't just find it laying around. you got to look for that. Quit, quit looking out there at how to fix that mess and find God's way for you to stand today. Man, you, you just live today. And, and what's he going to do? He's going to add all that stuff that he's going to take care of you. He's going to take care of you. Look, look at verse 34. So don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow, man, tomorrow's got some stuff of its own. See, here's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to worry about tomorrow so you, you miss your opportunity today. See, you have an opportunity today to watch God work in your life with supernatural power, supernatural ability. God can open today a door for you that'll change tomorrow completely. But if you're consumed with tomorrow, you're going to miss what's right here in front of you today. See, well, God, why am I always on the bench? Why do I feel benched? Why, why, why don't you put me in the game? Why don't you give me opportunities? Why, why don't you throw me the ball? And it's not that God's not got you in the game. It's that you just keep missing the pass. See, uh, baseball. It's, it's awful. <laughs> we had three boys, 
They were on three different teams. They had three games each a week, nine games a week, plus practices. And I don't know, I don't think we missed very many of them. You know, not enough. I didn't, I didn't miss enough. I would, I would offer to pay the boys, you know, in tournaments, especially when you get out there, you know, you're out there on Bombing Range Road, that park that has no trees. You know, well, they do. They're this tall. They're about this big around. You'd find me trying to get under the shade of one. It's 120 degrees outside, and they're winning, which means we're staying. <laughs> and I would offer to pay them to lose. Throw the game. They learned early in baseball. They, learned, they got good at baseball. You know, they, they, they were good. We had, some, we had some athletes in the house, and they, they did good. But I remember when they first started, it was, really, it was actually more enjoyable to watch when they first started. Because, you know, they'd be, out, they'd be out in the outfield. They had good arms, so they put them in the outfield because they, they could throw it to home, you know. And, 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 oh, Evan, man, he could chuck the ball. And, and, and they, they, they'd put them out in the outfield, and, and somebody would finally lob one out there. And, you, you know, you'd look to your kid, and he's out in the field. <laughs> the ball would hit, and everybody's yelling at him, and he'd, like, start walking. What? Can't hear you. The ball, the ball, the ball. Yeah, I'm having a good time. You know, and, and that was actually more enjoyable. Uh, so you're on the team. You're just out of position. You, you know, you might have a place that you belong, but you just keep missing the ball. You're just missing the ball. Why? Because, well, you're thinking about stuff that's causing you to miss opportunities. And what God's wanting us to do is, okay, let's get our mind on him. Let's pause. And let's just say, okay, God, you're for me. You're not against me. You're not trying to hurt me. You're trying to help me. Your word's not going to put me down. It's going to elevate me. So God, I'm going to live a life that that, that when I begin to worry, I'm going to realize, oh, that's just an indicator. My priorities are misaligned. Time to line back up here time to line back up here sometimes we get so busy we don't even have time to obey God no I'm not going to live that way I'm going to recognize that you know what you got to come first I have an opportunity I have an opportunity today Uh, probably a word we didn't want to use about ourselves, but we have an opportunity today to repent Repent. It's two prefixes put together to make one word. Re to bring back to the original state of pent as in penthouse. It's the top. What God wants to do is get you back up on top again. Where life has pressed you and pushed you and caused you to be under all of these circumstances. He wants you to get back up on top again. So let's just take a minute and just close our book. Let's bow our head. And I just want to pray for the congregation. And then we're all going to pray a prayer together at the end. But I just, I pray for these people, God, that today, that by your spirit, you would just stir us and and move us and guide us. That we would get back up on top. That today, 
today. We're going to let tomorrow, we're going to let tomorrow come. But God, today, open our eyes and show us great and marvelous things out of your word, things that we don't know. Let us see what we couldn't see before. Let us, let, Lord, we, we, we want the words that we sang to you. God, the, the, those words, man, they, we actually mean them. So God, you be glorified and, and we'll fill the atmosphere with your praise instead of our, our complaint and our worry. And God, we just, we, we want to, to know that you know that we understand your love. Look at the kind of love that God has poured out upon us that we should be called his sons and his daughters. And we embrace that today. Now we want that to be the focus of our attention, that that, that you love us, that you're for us. And God, we we repent. We get out from under that, that stuff and we rise back to the top where you've called us to live and to dwell and, and to, to, to do life at. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that, that we're, we're going to be breaking the chains of bondage and be liberated from a spirit of fear and worry. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you're here today, maybe this is your opportunity. We're all going to pray this prayer together. But if you're here today and you've been living separated from God, it's time to change that. This is the opportunity that you got to get. See, you might even been so messed up about the future that if you, well, if I hook up to God, I won't get, I won't be able to get the future I want. I'm telling you that God is going to bring you an amazing life. He's going to lead you and guide you to an amazing place, but you need, you need to allow him to be first. So if you're here today and you say, you know what, pastor, I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. I'm, I'm, I'm going to surrender my life. I don't need, I don't need uh, understanding. I, I need surrender. So today this prayer is my prayer. I'm going to let Jesus take the throne. If that's you today, while no one's looking around, I just want to agree with you in prayer. Just hold your hand up real high so I can see it. Just lift it up and say, thank you. I'm making this prayer my prayer. Thank you. 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 Thank you, guys. Come on, guys. That's awesome. I want everybody in this place, pray this with me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, somebody get loud for Jesus today.